0: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
1: AM560 WFIL.com and on the app, you listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Another beautiful day, a lot of sunshine, a little warmer than yesterday, but still pretty good 87 for the high. A few clouds tonight, not much else. Still around 68. Tomorrow, lots of sun, hot, up to 92. Sports, you have the uh, Phils losing their series opener yesterday to the Braves, 5-3. They were actually down 3-1 after five innings. Scored one in the bottom of the sixth. They tied it up in the bottom of the seventh and three on a Kyle Schwarber home run. His 22nd of the year. But Atlanta scored in the top of the eighth and ninth. Phils lose 5-3. Kyle Schwarber talking about the game
2: it's baseball right that that happens i mean our guys have been pretty locked down here these last uh couple weeks right so you know it, it's a good team over there uh, they got good hitters and uh you know they they took some good swings and things happen but um you know i i like the way that we all went about it there was no uh panic or anything like that that we were all you know having the same you know attitude if it was zero zero down or we tied it things like that you know it was um you know we, we've still felt in the game which is you know a, a great thing to feel like even though you're going up some really good backing guys there
1: Sounds like some ping pong's going on in the background or something. Not sure. Are they playing ping pong in that in, in, the, in the press conference?
3: I couldn't really tell. It sounded louder when I listened to it just now. I don't know.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, anyway, that's Kyle Schwarber. Phil's trying to get back on track tonight uh, against the Braves. Ranger Suarez. That's a pretty cool name, Ranger. It My is. My kid's name is Ranger. One of our guests today, uh, they coming up shortly. They have three kids, and their names are Ocean Kingston and Rio, yes. So you know, wow. You know, you know it's twenty twenty two. When when kids those those names are, are happening, it used to be like Jim. And I've heard crazier, Mary, and you know, yeah, for sure. Uh, as far as the Flyers go, the draft for the NHL is coming up shortly, and I guess in about a week. And Chuck Fletcher, their GM, had a press conference talking about if their new head coach John Tortorella will be involved with the draft. I've never
4: had a head coach ever in thirty years I've been in the business. I've never seen a head coach be involved with the drafting of kids that you know may not play for two three four years down the road so i mean certainly i'm, I'm well aware of what john likes in a hockey player and it's uh what i think all of us in our group respect we, we want smart competitive hard-working people preferably six foot five with high end skill and great speed but you know i, I, I like john clearly you know like like all of us i think we appreciate the same attributes in the players so you know it's just uh John uh, will be consulted a lot more on on pro players and maybe free agents or trades that we bring in. Like every coach, you always want to get a coach's input into the type of players that you bring in from the outside. If you're going to do that, maybe they have knowledge of the player. Maybe there's certain things they know about the player that you don't. So you'd be crazy not to involve your coaching staff on player personnel decisions. But in terms of the draft, no, we've just never done that. And.
1: I don't think they want
4: to either. Yeah, exactly. They don't want any responsibility for that.
1: That's Flyers general manager Chuck Fletcher, and it makes sense you're going to be drafting a player that may be two or three years away from even being on your team. You'd rather focus on a professional coach, focusing on players who he knows a lot about, who have played. In fact, John Tortorella has been around a lot. He uh, actually led Tampa Bay to the 2004 Stanley Cup championship. He's been coach of the year in the NHL twice. He's the new Flyers head coach. Uh, An interesting factoid, Tortorella was actually head coach of the Rangers about 10 years ago, got fired and hired by Vancouver, who hired the coach that was fired in Vancouver, uh, Elaine Vigneault, who was here last year and was fired, and Tortorella's coming along behind him again. So there seems to be a bit of a pattern happening. Wherever uh, Vigneault goes, Tortorella goes, we'll see if the uh, Tortorella Magic can can pop up and see if they can uh, have a good season coming up this this fall and into next year. Uh, our ministry of the month is Wayne Momblows. Let's talk about Jesus. Been on the radio station for over forty years, quite a thing. And we're giving away some pretty cool prizes with that. If you want to enter, you still have time by tomorrow night at midnight. Uh, the core of that giveaway is a daily giveaway, a book called Friendship with God that Wayne wrote, uh, wrote. Wayne wrote something uh, Elmer Fudd in the early eighties and uh, updated in the early two thousands featuring numerous liberating scriptural truths, warm character studies of Abraham and Moses, and the whole concept of uh, sharing God's desire to walk hand-in-hand with you each day. And I guess, Victoria, we've had a a few more folks we want to shout out and give uh, kudos to.
3: Yes, we have Carol of Marlton, New Jersey, Sharon of Mays Landing, New Jersey, Sandy of Fountainville, PA, and Jason of Broomall, PA, are just some of the winners.
1: Excellent. So we're not making this up. You can just ask those four folks and others who have won this month. They also pick up a booklet called "New Life," uh, A New Life in Jesus' Own Words, and there's a grand prize you can pick up, including a four-CD set, The Joy of the Lord, there's, there's so much joy. It can't be all in one CD. It has to be across four. Two books, Ministering Unto the Lord, The Call of Our Priesthood, and 30 Days with Our Good Shepherd. That's Wayne Monblow. Let's Talk About Jesus, WFIL's Ministry of the Month for June. You still have till tomorrow night at midnight to get entered to win. We actually had Wayne on the program uh, not too long ago and have played back some of that interview over the course of the month. And uh, and he talked about the uh, concept of being uh, you know, Christ's vessel
2: it's unbelievable to realize we we are more than the object of his love we are we are his vessels you know the, the promise from the old testament realized in the new is that i will dwell in them hallelujah and so we have this realized in our inner vessel in that inner room jesus talked about when you fast when you pray when you give go to your inner room where god is well where would that be Well, it's not the closet next to the kitchen in my house. That's who I am on the inside, that inner room, the room within me where we fellowship with God. And every time we go in there, we can clean out all the cobwebs that have developed in our inmost spirit and our sensitivity towards God. But to be closer and closer all the time is just our desire. Paul said, one thing I do, I cast the past behind me and I press on to what lies ahead. Amen. And that's positive. What lies ahead is always positive. It's always an upward call of God in Christ Jesus.
1: It's Wayne Momblo, part of our interview with him. I believe the podcast that on our homepage, WFIL.com. And again, you can enter to win through tomorrow night at WFIL.com. Uh, Victoria, you having a good day so far? Everything all right?
3: I am indeed. Okay. Nice sunshine outside, you know. It's all another right. beautiful day of summer. I'm doing well.
1: That's it. Uh, we're going to have a couple guests coming up now, Carlos and Alex Pena Vega, husband and wife. Carlos himself, uh, Pena Vega, uh, he, well, Nickelodeon from Big Time Rush and a boy band by the same name. He's also been in a number of other uh, cartoons. He was a game show host. His wife, Alexa, was best known for her work as Carmen Cortez in the hit film series Spy Kids. And she has also been in several of the Carmen uh, films, or sorry, several of the Spy Kids films, I should say, uh, and also was on the ABC family show, Ruby and the Rockets. So uh, they're now married. They were on Dancing with the Stars a few years back, and they have a solid testimony to share, so we're going to talk with them. Also looking forward to Zach Williams joining us. He's a multi-Grammy award-winning artist, and he's at the Creation Festival tomorrow night. So Zach will be checking in to chat about his appearance at Creation, also his new music to come uh, coming out this fall. And uh, has another tour coming out as well later on in the year. Songs like Chainbreaker, Old Church Choir, and a really cool song called There Is Jesus with Dolly Parton. We're going to try and fit that in this hour as well. A lot going on. If you want to text in during the show just to say hello, get a shout out, that's fine as well. It's 610 500 Dove, 610 500 3683. Back with more. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app.
0: Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D
1: at wfil.com. It's 413 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Glad to bring on board a special uh, couple of guests. We're talking about Carlos and Alexa Panavega. Carlos, again, with Nickelodeon's Big Time Rush, a member of the boy band Big Time Rush, and Alexa with Spy Kids and ABC's Family uh, families, Ruby and the Rockets, uh, joining our program.
3: Hey, Carl. Hello there. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm pretty sure we were in Philly last night. Really? They-
5: yeah, uh, we played uh, The Man.
1: Really? <laughs>
5: yeah, we had about, uh, about 10,000 people there. It was crazy.
1: That's really cool. I, had to, I guess it went well then. It sounds like it was a great time.
5: It was a great show, yes, sir.
1: That's what, where, where are you heading to today?
5: We are currently parked in a parking lot in Secaucus, New Jersey. Okay. Uh, and tomorrow we will be playing Madison Square Garden.
1: Wow. So folks, who still, if they want to make the trip up, it's not too late if they miss the man.
3: Come well, on. I think Madison Square Garden is sold out, though. Oh. It might be sold I, I think it's
5: sold out. <laughs> but hold on, hold on. Okay. We're going to be in, in Hershey, Pennsylvania on Friday. Okay. So that's not too far. And then I think we're playing Darien Lake the next day.
1: That's New York, right?
5: Darien Lake, does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, hold on. I'll tell you right now. Yes. So we have we have MSG tomorrow. On Friday, we're playing Hershey PA at the Giant Center. Then we're playing Darien Center on on July 2nd. And then we have a show in Atlantic City on July 3rd.
1: Wow. So you'll be around here for a little while. That's nice to know. That's
5: yeah. great. Yeah.
1: Where are you each from originally?
5: Uh, I was born in Missouri okay. and then lived most of my my uh, my uh, childhood in Florida.
1: Okay.
3: And I was born in Florida.
1: Okay, that's good. We have a lot of family in Florida. Where where what part of Florida?
3: I was born in Miami. Yeah, uh, and then my family had a ranch in Ocala, Florida.
1: Okay, I was just in Miami last week. We uh, drove a thirty-seven foot RV down the coast, down ninety-five. We have a daughter who's disabled. And as a specialist, she had spinal fusion surgery in Miami, December first, and um, no did, way, yeah, How'd that go? it went very, very well. We have to go six times to get her continually checked out to see how it's going. She has two rods in her back and uh, thirty-two screws. She had very bad scoliosis, and uh, very grateful. A lot of people were praying for the trip, praying for her surgery, and and she's come through very well. And the surgeon was very pleased. So. We just, we literally got back this past Friday from a long trip up and down the coast, and we spent time in Miami. And we have family in West Palm. My son lives there and teaches there. So, film and photography, actually.
3: Hey, we, uh, we uh, that's where our boat is docked
1: in West Palm. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. How
3: oh, crazy
1: is that? Yeah. That's, um, that's hey, Listen, though, what's, what's your
3: daughter's name so we can be praying for her?
1: That'd be great. Her name is Victoria Joy.
3: Victoria Joy, what a name! Okay, we will be we will be
1: lifting her up in prayer in our family. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And it's kind of it's kind of neat too. And you guys have several children, and they have beautiful names. Is there a story? Our daughter, we, we prayed for her name for quite a while, but I won't get into all of that now. But her name was not just uh, off the top of our heads. And you just, I know family is very important to both of you. Well, just take a second. Do you mind sharing about your kids and and where their names came from? Yeah. Of course, actually, babe, you want to go first because you named you named our first. You named two
3: of
5: our children, actually. Yeah, so <laughs> I'd love to say that we prayed about it for so long and, <laughs> and you know God like you know gave it to us, but our first child, we were convinced that he was going to be a girl. Okay. So we had a name for her and we were calling her, uh, you know, this name for so long, and then we found out that it was a boy, and we were like, okay, great, well what do we name this boy? And luckily we had been on a trip and I said, Hey babe, if this is not a girl, if it's a boy, even though we all think it's a girl, if it's a boy, let's come up with the coolest name. And we happened to be on a sailing trip. And, um, I, we were like sitting on the ocean and I was like, I love the ocean. And I was like, man, a boy, like a cool boy with the name ocean like that. That would just be awesome. So, <laughs> yeah. so I had this in the back of my head that ocean, you know, ocean, ocean, would be the boy's name but we were convinced that it was a girl so it was never a reality but then that day that they told us that it was a boy it was just like well ocean it is yes right uh, <laughs> you know that's that's kind of how it happened and then and then i named our daughter our third child and alexa had left me with the kids for like six weeks she was filming a movie during COVID, okay. Uh, so i so i i couldn't be with them and um I started watching this show called Money Heist on Netflix it's called Casa, Casa de Papel. And one of the characters' name was Rio. And I was like, what a cool name. Yeah. Rio, Rio, R-I-O, Rio, Rio, Rio. And those six weeks, I watched that show. And those those characters kind of became like my friends. Because I would <laughs> put the kids to sleep. I would, watch the sh- I would watch, you know, two or three episodes and then go to sleep. And then I would deal with the kids all day. And then at night, like... I looked forward to, you know, watching my show. So when we were trying to think of the, you know, uh, the uh, baby's name, Rio kept popping up in my head, Rio, Rio. And I was like, I know this sounds crazy, but what about a little girl named Rio? And it just kind of stuck. and That was it.
1: <laughs> That's great. And then there's Kingston, right? Is okay. Kingston in the middle? Yeah, Kingston. Okay, so here's the
3: deal. He,
1: to, to bring everything full circle to faith, for, for us,
3: um, maybe the first names weren't ne- necessarily, like, this big, like, oh, Jesus, like, revealed this name to us. Um, but what we did do was our firstborn is Ocean King vega And we were like, you know what? We love the king because um, it just represents the kingdom. Like, he is the son of the, the king up above. So we just thought, like, how cool would it be to have king in all of our kids' names? So our first kid is Ocean King Panavega. Vega. Our second kid is Kingston James Panavega. Vega. So he has that, you know, king in his name as well. Yes. And then our daughter is Rio Rey. And Rey in Spanish means king. So wow.
1: Rio Rey Santa Vega. So I love that.
3: Our sons and daughters look
1: the king. That's, oh, I love that. That's really cool. That's my And there's another time I was going to say my wife, uh, her, she's a missionary kid, and her, uh, Sister and brother-in-law were missionaries in Kingston, actually in uh, Jamaica for about five or six oh, okay. years. Jamaica, yeah, oh, cool. So that's great. Well, that's awesome. this is really neat. It's neat to make your acquaintance, uh, folks. Just tuning in. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. Carlos and Alexa Pena Vega. There's no there's no tilde on the end, so it's Pena Vega, right? Not Pena no, Vega. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, just Pena Vega. Pena Vega. <laughs> Pena Vega. And folks will know you from different aspects. What I want to do for a second, if you have a minute, is just. Um, because I might know you from music or from film or whatever my dancing with the stars. Just to share for a second kind of the backstory what each of you have done a little bit about and, and even why you were interested in the first place, even growing up in, in theater, dance, music, whatever it might be.
3: Yeah, well, I started working when I was really little. I started when I was four, wow. and um, I really do believe that this is where God had me. Um, he's just had his hand on my life and over my career is, I mean just the entire time. Um, I was very fortunate to stay super busy and working a whole, whole bunch. Um, But most people would know me from, I guess, like my biggest break, which was Spy Kids. Uh, We were fortunate when we were little to like be a part of the Spy Kids series. Uh, I did four of them. So fun. And yeah, I think that would be like my most notable role. Um, And then, mean,
5: you started when you were young, but not like four young. Cool yeah, I mean I mean I, I actually auditioned for a super soaker commercial and I got it and that's kinda how I started uh,
1: wow. in
5: like, you know, T V and film. But I really started doing like musical theater and, and that's always been a passion of mine. So I started like in like the honor boys choir and then I, you know, learned that I could act and sing at the same time and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world and I was on my way to, you know, go and do Broadway. I did a year at the Boston Conservatory and sent in a tape for this you know boy band show for nickelodeon and now the rest is history
1: yeah yeah big time rush of course and then you've done many other endeavors too and and, and so now the memoir uh, what if love is the point Point." and so whatever direction you might take this go ahead and feel free to share a bit of i guess what's in the book what's led to you writing the book and what you were experiencing as you were you know living life out professionally and publicly and some of the challenges you ran into
3: you know what, uh, writing this book was really cool just because, you know, you have to dig deep into going into uh, things that happened when you were younger, your past, and that's not really stuff that you think about on a daily basis. So really having to dive in deep on those, we just really had such a revelation of like, wow, God was at work in our lives from the very beginning. We already knew that, but like the depth in which he was just always showing up for us was really revealed. Um, so that was amazing. Being able to write this book together was super, super special just because, um, again, like you're diving in deep in areas that, you know, you might not always dive in deep in, in your marriage. And I, I, not that I think everybody should write a book, but I highly suggest maybe every couple taking time to, you know, maybe whether it's once a month or a couple times a year, like diving deep into your relationship, talking about the ups and the downs and the, Pivotal moments because
1: it's really fun to see where you come from and where you are now. Yeah, for sure. Well, and so so specifically uh, as as you guys were growing, I, I guess I was going to ask you about your faith and when you were little, uh, if you had some a little bit of background, whether it's going to church or part of youth group, and and then because I'm guessing as you're growing, you're you're having big breaks, you're on TV and all of those things. That there can be other pressures that come in, or distractions, or you can start to find yourself like, "What am I doing? And why am I even doing it?" And um, so, I guess I was curious how your faith grew and when it became even more real to you, and and how it's mushroomed to this point.
5: Yeah, I mean, I grew up uh, uh, Catholic, so so my my family did the whole like first communion, you know, like like all that stuff, but yeah. it never really meant anything. It was kind of just doing it because that's what we were supposed to do. Uh, and then, you know, when I, um, moved out on my own, I kind of just left it all behind and, you know, had a little bit of a, you know, a wild time, um, wild for my taste. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Most people would be like, that's pretty tame. (laughs) Uh, but you know, wild for me. And then when I moved to LA to shoot the show two, three years later, I met Alexa and both of us met at a Bible study and it was my first time and her first time. And that's when I really started to like understand what it meant to like have a relationship with Jesus and our relationship was, was centered in God. So we were growing our faith as we were growing our relationship. And I, I really do believe that that's why we are so strong. And that's why we, you know, have been able to maintain such a healthy marriage is that God is the center. And since then it's like, now I truly understand what it means to have a relationship with God versus just, you know, checking off a box.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Alexa, for you too, or how, where were you when you, you guys were entering about the same time in that study? Were you Did you find yourself at similar points in your in your uh, walk with God and, and the, the ramp up, if you will?
3: Uh, for sure. I would think that my idea of Christianity was such a Sunday morning version of Christianity. Uh, I knew there was more. I could feel it in my heart that there was more, um, but I didn't understand it. And, you know, Sunday mornings, only gets you so far you know spending time with god for just two hours every sunday was not how he intended that to be for us it was supposed to be like a marriage like this relationship where you go to him on a daily basis um so i would pray and i would long for this like deeper connection and uh when my friend invited me to bible study you know what i'm just gonna go like yes i'm ready to dive in and dig deep and it's amazing because that is when i met carlos and our entire relationship was really founded on both of us searching for our faith in God. And we got to do that
1: together. Yeah. And, you know, uh, folks, again, just tuning in, to Tim DeMoss WFL WFIL in Philadelphia, Carlos and Alexa. Now, if you pronounce your last name for me again, you say Penna, like Penna, like Penna Pasta, or Penny Pasta, or Penna, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, like it's penna. Pen. Penna,
3: yeah, Penna. Vegas. Pena, Pena Vega. Vega,
1: okay. Yeah, because I also say Pena. I am thinking baseball, it's like Tony Pena, who was a catcher for the, uh, t- the yeah. Pittsburgh Pirates, right? So I'm thinking Pena every time I look at Pena. But uh, so Carlos and Alexa Pena Vega uh, are our guests today on the Tim DeMoss show. And one place, and we are talking about marriage there. One place people obviously know you from is the time you were on Dancing with the Stars back in 2015, season 21. And that was, a, a my understanding, was a really special time how God used that platform. Um, if, if you would, take it just a moment, share about that.
5: Dancing with the stars. Hey, you go first. Oh, yeah, I will go for it. Um,
3: so you know what? In, in TV nowadays, I mean, and back then and nowadays, uh, they don't really highlight marriage. They make it feel like this fallen chain. And for us, we've just, we love our marriage. And, um, sure, we've had our ups and downs, but we've just had a strong, beautiful marriage. And when we were doing Dancing with the Stars, they would constantly try to like pin us against each other or make us, you know, super competitive toward one another. We just didn't have that in us. And it's so funny because the audience really picked up on that and they would send in these messages of encouragement, just being like, thank you so much for shining a light on marriage. We don't get that anymore. Or I've been married for 30 years and you guys have just reignited this fire in our marriage. So thank you for that. And we kind of looked at these messages as like, whoa, we had no, like our intention was not to come in and like, show off our marriage it just kind of happened and we, we just realized man the world really needs this like they need to see how beautiful and holy marriage is at a time where it's not being lifted up at all so we thought out after that moment we were like we want to share that with the world we really want people to know that marriage is this holy place and this safe place for you to be able to experience and it is an awesome partnership where you two will thrive together your family will thrive if you if you allow it. So um so yeah, it all kind of started right there on Dancing with the Stars and you know, it's so funny how like the things that were made to try to tear us down really became the thing that kind of launched us into where we are today.
1: Isn't that something and you were only married for a short time at that point, right? A year year and change maybe. So it was even that yeah. under that microscope <laughs> I'm still learning what you know Right. Right. When it comes to what what if love is the point if readers were to pick that up, is there a, um, a I don't want to call it a best audience who might be most um, appreciative of it? Or, or could you, would you say that they're, just about anybody could benefit from reading it?
3: Yeah, our goal was to just be honest and share our story. So obviously there are going to be a lot of faith elements to it. But the truth is our story is very universal where anybody could pick this book up and read it and relate to it. And I think that's something that's really cool about our fan base. Um, you'll have people from all different walks of life, different faiths, um, some people who don't know God. Um, and what I love is they're like, man, I never understood God in that way. But like watching you guys talk about God, I finally understand it. So like I picked up a Bible for the first time where I'm actually curious. Like I tried praying for the first time and it's just really cool because, you know, church language can be very difficult to understand that unless you like grew up in, in the church, um, it can feel you can feel like an outsider coming in if you've never experienced God before. So we just try to, we just try to live like very raw, very genuine to what a walk looks like, uh, especially in today's society, you know, it's not set up for Christian people. Um, but, but, we, we go against the grain, and we fought hard to be consistent in our in our faith, and I think that's kind of the best testimony you could ever give, is being consistent in your faith, because people go, huh, even through all of the craziness, you guys still have been so peaceful. I want that. Like, how do I attain that? What are you guys doing that looks different than everyone else?
1: I love that. You know, uh, I have a really good friend of mine who used to come to our church, and um he he actually stopped going after a while we st- we're still connected but he said i always felt like i was um an out- he said i felt like i was an outsider because i didn't know all i, I didn't know all the stories that were being talked about and um yeah. you know it, even just this notion like i i'm just a, a, a affirming what you're saying is sometimes sharing our faith is just you have to give it time you have to give people time yeah. maybe they just get a little nugget out of maybe they just get one paragraph or one page out of your book that then helps them take the next step. Uh, and, and I actually talked to one of our pastors about it because we had several pastors, and this particular pastor always made sure to to not assume that anyone had any prior knowledge of the Bible. So at least for part of the sermon and the service, they were feeling like, okay, I, I can follow you. I don't have to know what was in Second Kings 4 or whatever, or Matthew 6, to understand what's going on here. So I, 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 I you know I just wanted to affirm that. That sounds like a, a lot of wisdom.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Listen, we're still learning every single day, but, um, but man, like God has really poured a lot into us in a short period of time and we don't want that to go to waste. So, or, yeah. and, and we don't want to forget it. So we better share it uh, before our, <laughs> our minds go.
1: <laughs> That's great. That's great. Last quick question. Just uh, practically speaking, uh, including even for these next few days that we around in the tri-state area, is there a best place for folks to keep up uh, with you guys and in general also regarding what if love is the point?
5: Yeah, I mean, well, so for the book, you can pick it up anywhere that books are sold. Our publishers did a great job of making sure that everybody had it. I mean, Barnes & Noble, any bookshop, and Amazon. And Alexa and I even did an Audible version. So there's a there's an audio book that, that literally is us doing each chapter, and we added a few things, so it's really special. It's really fun. And uh, for someone who, uh, you know like myself who doesn't, like, I'm not the best reader. It takes me a long time. I love listening to audio books. This one is uh, super fun, uh, and as far as you know, just kind of keep it in touch with where we're at. Uh, we use our Instagrams regularly, so mine is at the real Carlos and Alexa is at Vega Alexa, and we are posting our, our our you know family on there, um, all the big time rush shows, any book content, and it's an easy way to see what's happening in our lives.
1: Great, and we'll we'll put those in the in the podcast description, so if folks didn't get a chance to jot it down, they can have a reference point there too. So, yep. well, congratulations to both of you on "What If Love Is the Point." It's great to make your acquaintance, and God bless you both uh, day by day. You know, loving each other, loving those kids, and bye. and your work too.
3: Thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah, thank you it. So
1: much. Have a great day. You too. So. Bye bye. Bye bye. Carlos and Alexa Penavega, authors of the new book, What is the Point? Carlos, known for his work on Nickelodeon's Big Time Rush and member of the boy band Big Time Rush. And Alexa, part of Spy Kids and ABC Family's Ruby and the Rockets. Zach Williams is going to be joining us next. He's a Creation tomorrow night. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday
0: afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com our podcast continues
1: it's four thirty-six on the tim de show tomorrow night zach williams at the creation festival the festival itself actually starting today running through saturday night details at creationfest.com newsboys are in town for saturday night many other great artists and speakers along the way but again zach williams is known for songs like Chainbreaker, old church choir fear is a liar rescue story there was jesus with dolly parton and many others uh, on stage tomorrow night so uh, zach joining our program how you doing zach
2: i'm good how are you doing
1: man wonderful on the eve of uh, creation the festival creation 22 have you been to creation before
2: i've never been never played uh this will be our first year so we're excited about it
1: okay so i'm thinking you know historically the going the can be very large but i know you've also played large venues before do you think about that at all a little bit like wow when i'm on that stage it's going to be a, a lot of folks
2: well, you know, I, I hope there's a lot of people. Um, I mean, we, we love the big crowds, you know, the, the summer festivals and uh, and things like that. I think uh, a big crowd brings a lot of energy to, to you know, to your set and um, yeah. just a huge opportunity to reach, you know, folks from all walks of life.
1: Amen. What's important to you when you do take the stage both uh, on a professional level and spiritually and i'm think i'm even thinking if you go up on stage and you have to like this open air huge space what the sound sounds like to make sure you you know it's what you want to get yourself into
2: yeah i mean that's important obviously we want to we want to sound good i think but for me uh, you know the biggest thing that i think i try to get across at every show that i play is that i'm i'm no different than the average person that's coming to these shows that struggles daily. You know, I have my good days and my bad days. I'm I'm a work in progress. And I think the biggest thing that I'm trying to relate to people is that, you know, it's all right to not have it all together and be perfect. You know, there was, that's why Jesus came and died for us. And and that's what he's done, you know, and and we've got somebody there that when we fail and we fall, he's going to pick us up. And, you know, for me, I, I just want people to see, you know, a group of people standing on stage playing music to the Lord that have had their lives changed by Jesus. And, and hopefully, if they can see us up there doing that, then they can know that if it can happen for for us, and it can happen for anybody. And so, I think for me, that's my biggest message that I'm trying to get out to people.
1: Yeah, and for you personally, is there a way you prepare? Because I'm thinking also just to to stay in the right mind, you know, place in your mind. And and because you are a worship leader, I think for a, a long yeah, long time I too, Yeah, I was
2: right? there for, for a few years. Um, you know, for me, I I try to stay in some sort of a devotional. I've been going through a 40 day men's devotional lately uh, about all the different men of the Bible. And uh, I think for me that that keeps me, you know, in some in some ways grounded. You know, when we're on the road, a lot of times we're not we can't be in church on a Sunday morning because, you know, we're out performing that night or but I'm also in church four or five days a week whenever we're on the road, you know, playing music every night. So um, but I think for me that and just getting getting the guys and the girls and everybody together before show and taking that time to kind of pray and Just ask the Lord where he wants to lead us that night.
1: Amen. Talk about it for a second, if you would, just the the folks who are on stage with you and what they bring to the table in terms of the the overall collective, I guess, sound and and presentation as you help uh, point people to the Lord.
2: Well, we've got, uh, I think, totally, there's 11 of us on stage every night. Wow. Um, Yeah, we've got a horn section and a a couple of girls that sing backup, and then bass, drums, guitar, pedal steel, electric guitar, myself. You know, there's, there's a lot going on, but I would say, uh, I've got, ai a, think I've got a really good band. I mean, I'm blessed to have these guys and girls that travel with me, um, that sacrifice, you know, time with the family to be out here on the road doing what we all feel like God has done for us and, and taught us to do. So, um, I think, I think everybody has their, their thing that they do that, you know, when you put it all together, it's kind of like a part to an engine, you know, when everything's running right, it It runs, you know, but that's kind of how it works.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. Folks, tuning in, Zach Williams, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia at the Creation Festival on the main stage tomorrow night. And uh, folks can find out more at creationfest.com. If uh, folks, uh, whether they get to see you at Creation or not, I understand also you're planning to do a tour in the fall, which gets kind of close to the Philadelphia area. It's, I think, Erie and and Washington, D.C. So uh, that's another thing. Just talk about that tour a little bit, too. And and is it much different than a a festival appearance? Uh, You still have the big band Um, with you, or how's that go?
2: I'll have, I mean, I'll have the big band. Um, we'll have everybody with us in the on, the on the fall as well. I think the the cool thing about this fall tour this year is I've got a new album coming out in September. Okay. And so we'll be playing playing a lot of new music that we haven't played before. Um, I've got a new song. It goes to radio at the end of July, and then the end of September. We've got a fifteen song album coming out, um, and so I'm pretty excited about this. I've been working on it for a year and a half. Maybe even longer than that. Maybe like two years, um, trying to get all these songs just right. You know, uh, it's been about three years since I put a put a new record out, and so I'm I'm excited to get some new material out. Um, a good friend of mine, uh, he's a new artist. His, his name's Ben Fuller. Yeah, he's going to be on tour with me uh, in the fall, and he's got an amazing story. Uh, and I just feel like this package that we've kind of put together for this, um, I think you know, I think lives could be changed on this tour. Um, every night. And so we're we're excited about it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about all this new stuff that we're going to get to do.
1: ZachWilliamsMusic.com, a great place for folks to go, of course, on social media. Uh, again, and folks tuning in, Zach Williams, our guest. You'll know him from songs like Chainbreaker, Old Church Choir, Fear is a Liar, A Rescue Story. Uh, there was Jesus with Dolly Parton a few years back, too. I, I never heard the story yeah. behind how the two of you connected on that song. I'm just curious about that.
2: Well, I mean it was it was kind of kind of one of those things where you just you never know if you don't ask, and so um you know we we decided <laughs> that we thought she would be a great fit for this song vocally um, and I sent the song to her to see if she'd be interested in singing on it and about a month after sending the song out, um we got a reply back that said she had she had listened to the song, and she she wanted to do it, and so when I met her for the first time, she told me she said, You know, I I wake up every morning and I just ask God to put what he wants me to be a part of in front of me. And she said, on this particular morning, she said, I got your song. And she said, I never, I never made it through the course of the song. And I knew it was special. And she wanted to be, she wanted to be a part of it, you know, and and the thing was that she didn't, she didn't ask for anything. She didn't want paid. She didn't want royalty. She did. She just wanted to be a part of the song because she believed in it. And, you know, for me to get to spend some time with her and kind of see how she operates and how she handles herself, I I realize, you know, you don't have the career that she's had, um, you know, and not stay true to who you are and and your roots and down to earth. And, you know, always kind of rooting for the people coming up, you know, in this new generation of music. And so she was, she was awesome to work with. She was great. Um, Hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: And As far as the song itself, can you just share a quick backstory on, you know, how, how it came together for you? Yeah.
2: Well, for me, um, you know, I'm always trying to write, songs that i've been you know personally you know walked through or some season of life or some you know experience that i've had and you know for this one it was really no different i was just looking back you know on the last 20 30 years of my life you know i didn't i didn't pick up a guitar until i was almost 20 years old i went to college on a basketball scholarship and and messed my ankle up and couldn't play my first year and so i was just kind of looking back on my life you know um and seeing all these things in my life that in the moment I, I, I missed because I wasn't living for Jesus and I wasn't looking for him. But when I look back and, and saw these moments in my life where, you know, I I made it through this night by the skin of my teeth or I didn't get in trouble here. Or I had somebody watching out for me here. And it was like all these things that I realized after I'd given my life to the Lord, you know, I looked back and saw Jesus in that moment every time, but I didn't see it at, at, at the time. And so that was kind of, you know, Every minute, every moment, you know, where I've been and where I'm going, there was Jesus that kind of became the theme in that song. And so that's where that's where that one came from.
1: Amen. Amen. I didn't know you had the basketball background while you were talking there. I was thinking of a, a friend of ours. His name is Kevin Harvey. He's the chaplain for the Philadelphia 76ers professional team. Yeah. And he played college ball, too. He was hoping to play ball. and He got hurt in his first year as well <laughs> so and wound up not being able to continue on in, in the hoops world. But the Lord's using him in a different way with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. and uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's neat how God does his things, right? You know? So, Zach Williams from um, the Tim Hall show today He's on the main stage of the Creation Festival tomorrow. Creationfest.com for info. Let's get a the song, There Was Jesus, by Zach and Dolly Parton, on right now. Every time I try to make it on
2: every time I try to stay and start
1: to fall,
5: there was Jesus.
1: AM 560, WFIL.com on the app. Great song. Zach Williams teaming up with the one and only Dolly Parton and the song called There Is Jesus. As I listen to the song, I'm thinking it's almost like great is like faithfulness, just in a different way. Uh, You can uh, check out Zach at Creation tomorrow night uh, at the Creation Festival, creationfest.com for more details. We'll keep our chat with Zach going in just a moment. Quick break. First, Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast available at WFIL.com.
0: Thanks for listening.
2: I feel the darkness breaking. I bet the Devil shaking. Somebody celebrate. I see an
1: AM560, WFIL.com. On the app, Zach Williams, an empty grave. Zach in concert tomorrow at the Creation Festival. Zach, is that a song that you might find yourself doing?
2: We may have to bring it back. Uh, we had to shorten our set for the Creation Festival. Uh, show to try to get a bunch of songs in um we do that on on our tour we we've been opening shows with it we may bring it back for for this one uh yeah that was a fun song the first time i ever played that song i played it at the at the tomb in israel and it was pretty pretty surreal to get to sing that song uh there so it was was awesome
1: i'm getting goosebumps when you say that that must have been unbelievable
2: It was really cool.
1: It was really cool. <laughs> so, That's great. Now, one other quick thing. Um, your bio says Zach Williams is a husband, father, recording artist and songwriter. And it goes from there. And uh, the last time we spoke was last October when you were in Reading, Pennsylvania, I think at the Santander Arena. Um, yeah. And at the time, so that order of things, husband, father, recording artist and songwriter is no accident.
2: No, no, it's
1: not. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just, I'm bringing that up because when I, even if I look at someone's Twitter account, it's interesting. Sometimes it doesn't have to be that serious. It could just be one odd thing or something yeah. fun. But if if someone's taking the time to list kind of who they are and what they do, I, I found it even interesting that you put, put husband first before father. It's easy sometimes in a marriage to put the kids before the marriage. And if inadvertently, because, you know, they're the, the weaker ones, are the ones you got to raise and train. Yeah, uh, I have to ch- tell myself to remind myself, "I love you, Tina, and then our five children, in yeah. that order, right?"
2: Yeah, that's funny. The other day, my my son asked my wife the same kind of the same question. She was like, "Well, first, she said, "I love God, then I love your dad, then I love you guys." He was mm. like, "Huh?" And so it was, he was he was asking, he was like, "Who do you love more, me or, me or dad?" And but, so she she listed it out that way to hear him.
1: That's funny. That makes me think about, you know, when it's Father's Day, Mother's Day, and my kids yeah. have said, "When's what about kids then? Like, every day is Kids Day, all right? So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. Exactly. Zach, um, last thing for you, just how people can pray for you uh, as you get to go to the Creation Festival tomorrow night. And, um, Oh, and before that, just briefly, will you be able to tease a little bit of your brand new music creation, or is that going to be something part of the fall tour specifically?
2: Um, I think we're going to hold off on it until the fall tour. Yeah. Who knows, though? I mean, we, we've we got a song on lockdown. I mean, we're ready to play it, so if, if I call it audible, if it's feeling like the moment to play it, we, we may do it. You never know. We might pull it out.
1: Okay. that's. I can imagine it's a logistical uh, challenge to to do all of these, you know, Moving parts, and as a songwriter, even they say you have your whole life to write your first album, and then once you're out there, you have to kind of you're on more of a timetable. So even just to keep up with all of that pacing, so uh anyhow,
2: it's a tough. You know, it's tough to try to figure out what you want to play. We do, we do eighteen songs a night on our on my tour. That's what we play every night. Yeah, and then you know, and that's having to cut songs that we really want to play already. You know, we're we're trying to figure out. From the ones that I've released, like what's the right ones to play, and now we've got this new record coming out in the fall that's going to have 15 songs on it. So I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what songs can I not play and still play the stuff that people wants to hear, but yeah. also play some new music. So um, yeah, it gets kind of tricky sometimes, man.
1: A mashup maybe in order, or some kind of a I know
2: uh, <laughs> that's what I, some some sort of like uh, medley. medley of songs. You know,
1: at least to acknowledge it. Yeah. So how mm-hmm. could be, how could people pray for you, Zach?
2: Yeah, I think for me I'm always the biggest thing is just keeping us healthy on the road, you know, the, you know, with all the stuff that's gone on over the last few years. Um, the last thing we want to do is, is to be sitting at home, you know, not being able to go out work and work and play shows and so I think keeping keeping everybody safe and healthy on the road is the biggest prayer that we all need, you know. Um for me I'm always, you know, making sure that I've got vocal strength to do all these songs and sing all these shows and so that's where that's where I'm at, you know, just staying healthy, getting enough rest, and and um, yeah, man, that's it.
1: Amen. Let's say a quick prayer for you before we hang up. Is that all right? Absolutely. Hey, Lord, thanks for our time with Zach today, and I pray you give him and the entire 11-piece group a refreshment and joy as they travel to creation for tomorrow night, and uh, energy and uh, joy of heart as they serve and, and lead people in worship, and, and just having a good time, too, and pray for uh, Zach's voice and also just wisdom how to— uh, love you. just walk with you as this child and also enjoy loving his wife and children and, and being a blessing and that you'd help him, Lord, as he seeks to do that day by day. We pray for great things tomorrow night, for your heart, uh, for hearts to be stirred tomorrow night and uh, throughout the Creation Festival as well. And this fall with the new music, the new album and everything, may it be a joy to Zach as he goes along day by day and the responsibilities you give him wisdom how to navigate that. And as he mentioned, just for health, for, for himself and for the the group as they tour. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, really. Yeah. God bless you. Talk to you soon. All right, Tim. Thank you, dude. All right, we'll bu- See you. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Zach Williams at the Creation Festival tomorrow. You can check it out. Details at creationfest.com. We'll go out here with the last bit of that song we started the segment with, uh, Empty Grave. This is Zach Williams and the Tim Demar Show. Have a great night. Trivia Thursdays tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Zach Williams right now and Empty Grave as we wrap the show up on the Tim DeMoss Show today. On WFIL.
2: It's all reverse, the apple, the curse, three days in the ground. Christ our Lord is risen, death couldn't hold him down.
0: Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com